0: Rock the Musical lands in Newcastle July 18. Get ready to stick it to the man with the ultimate musical thrill ride based on the legendary film and with a rocking new score from Andrew Lloyd Webber. School of Rock the Musical. Book now. Live at the Civic Theatre Newcastle 18th and the 20th of July.
1: What's the feeling on the streets of the Hunter? What's getting under your skin or making you hot under the collar? Let's take the temperature of the region. It's the pub test with Paul Scott. And the temperature of the region today is pretty damn good. It's going to be 20 degrees out there today. It's 13 now and the sun is peeking out through the clouds. It is a perfect day for Paul Scott. Are you enjoying it out there today or are you snuggled up at home?
0: Look, I I haven't been out yet this morning because I've got I've got something I've got to do at lunchtime. I'm I'm ill prepared for it, okay. so I haven't stepped outside. But yeah, look, I'm looking forward to getting warm under the collar. Um, hot under the collar is my usual, <laughs> <laughs> my usual temperature. The other morning, there was just there was one morning here, it was a morning, and I just sat down on the lounge and I started. I was reading. And I just I just nodded off. And uh, I woke up like 20 minutes later, you know, the, the, like on a cool day, but the sun's coming through the window and yeah. it's just like the perfect temperature and you just, I think it's one of the few advantages of getting older. You can't just go to sleep anywhere at, at, at any time.
1: <laughs> I can't believe <laughs> you just you. admitted that.
0: <laughs> mind, mind you, I do wake up at around 4am every day.
1: Oh, uh, so that, that,
0: that's not so great Is
1: that a regular thing? Because it's really starting to annoy the hell out of me That, uh, yeah, I, I'm nodding off at 4 o'clock in the afternoon I, You know, I want to go to sleep But then I'm wide awake at 4am Yeah, it's
0: the, the first four hours of sleep Are uh, solid as a rock You know, from about 10.30 to about 2.30 And then after that, you know Bathroom, never get back to foot <laughs> properly after that.
1: It is that bloody bladder, isn't it? W- welcome to uh, welcome to motherhood, and welcome to that one.
0: <laughs> well, well, I, I have, I certainly have a lot more empathy than I than I've had in the past <laughs> for uh, for an understanding of that that kind of thing. But oh, god, yeah, Lord, it's yeah. A, it's, a, it's a, that time of the year when we're we'll getting to the footy finals. I know that spring has sprung. I've seen the first article about how to avoid magpie attacks. Ugh. I was waiting for that one. Um, uh, I know that the, uh, there's been a little bit of snake uh, activity out of the golf course. That they've been moving around. It
1: mm-hmm.
0: has been spotted again. Duck eggs are around about the place. So we're, you know, it, the spring is about to be sprung upon us.
1: Oh, thank God. I've had enough of it. I really have. And uh, I... I there is more rain coming you know that don't you there's uh there's uh there's another another big system coming through um let me have a look i have i have it here in all of my notes uh paul it is uh it's due to hit so it's coming in from let me just have a look in my notes where are my notes no, it's that... Uh, yeah, here we go. Um, New South Wales and Victoria are being told to brace for a multi-day rain event as a cold front and low-pressure system sweeps across the nation. Um, it is expected to impact uh, inland New South Wales Thursday to Saturday. And uh, for the coast, uh, we're going to start to be impacted by, uh, by late Saturday, Sunday. So it's coming again.
0: Oh. That, no. rain, that rain the other day that we had on, was it uh, Tuesday afternoon? Yeah. Yeah.
1: That was bizarre, that was, wasn't it? And there was quite
0: a lot of it. Mm. There was quite a lot of that rain and uh, enough to, you know, uh, put big puddles of water uh, around the place. And, and the, and the problems of sporting fields, I mean, the kids have missed out on so much sport this year. Because of the you know the fields like these days you don't use the the, the parks uh, council says yeah no no using a park because it is true I mean they they do get wrecked mm. but when you've had like a weather system like this kids have missed out on so much stuff but the water can't get away the, it's the water table in some of the areas around the place where you know it's topped up and so the, the water can't seep into the ground. Because the table, the table's already full.
1: So, so my question—I was going to say—my question to you is: Do our local councils need to look at uh, how they better prepare drainage at our uh, at our sporting fields? I mean, yeah, you know, marathon stadium has been able to continue to operate. Obviously, there is millions of dollars worth of uh, of infrastructure over there, but. Do we need to look better at how we uh, we protect our our sporting grounds, knowing how much we've uh, you know we've been unable to get our kids and our sporting events on this uh, this year? And it is it's not COVID this time; it's around the the quality and the ability to use those fields. And the minute that the rain's there and there's the potential for for damage, clubs are just not game enough to go on there because they'll get the fix-it bill from uh, from the council.
0: Yeah. Well, look. It's- Look, fixing all of those ovals, I think, wow, that's important. And you know, sport to sport for our um sport's a really important part of the community fabric. But see, it costs a lot of money to put proper drainage in an oval. You know, so an oval uh, sporting ground can take the kind of rain. For example, like out at um, Curtin Road, the amount of water can fall on that and drain. Yeah. That costs a lot of money. To, to make that kind of fix, so, as with our you know where where the, the first grade games uh, are played, But geez, that you know it's such big money. I oh, mean, yeah, congratulations to the New South Wales Northern Football Federation. You know, with those fantastic fields out at uh, uh, Spears Point. You know, the ones that uh, it's kind of like an AstroTurf, but not quite a, not quite an AstroTurf. But the kids can play um, football, soccer on that. Uh, without any problem, no matter how much rain is. But again, very, very, very expensive. Mm. And you know, I, I, I don't know what the fix is. I, I think with the competing priorities that councils have, the I, I don't know how high up the ladder that that particular uh, that particular matter matter would be. But you know, it, I don't know. What do you think? There's an answer to the to, to this ongoing dilemma of this. Wet year that we've
1: experienced, or well, I, do we just hold on and
0: wait it for the drought. Be too short <laughs>
1: um, Look, I, I don't know. You know, at on one hand, I, I might. You know, I, I think I look at the the recent tourism campaign that they've done, and it's fantastic. But you know, again, that's a lot of money that we've spent. Is tourism per se the council's responsibility, or is the council's responsibility to fix? Our sporting fields, it, it's again, as you said, it is competing interests. It's it's competing. There has been so much dropped down onto local councils that uh, you know they've they've got to do the best they can do with their budgets. But I don't know, maybe, maybe a a a program of works needs to be started in some way, shape, or form because you know the number of grounds that have been out this season, Paul, it, it is crazy. It's ridiculous. Yeah,
0: it's been very frustrating for kids unless you're playing on on a cement surface, like you know the. Uh, uh, netball, or you know, but I mean, it has to be not actually raining at the mm. time that you're going to be going to be playing. If you're playing, uh, if you're playing outdoors, it's, you did mention the council's new new uh, new ad. Uh, mm. uh, that, that, what do you think of it?
1: I didn't mind it. I thought it was very good, actually. I thought it was very creative, very different. I loved loved the girl in it. I thought she was just perfect. Um, I didn't mind it. What do you think?
0: I thought it was pretty good. I, mm. I thought that. the I misread it when I first saw it. It said, "You know, you know, we're changing angles and we're going to talk about people coming to Newcastle for a quirky visiting experience." I read it as a quirky visitor experience. <laughs> and
1: oh man, I need to be I, careful what I write in my headlines for you.
0: <laughs> and I had to go. I had to go back and look at it. Look at it again. I went, oh, oh, it's quirky, you know. And then I thought to myself. Eh. Maybe next time, you know. Maybe that could be part of the marketing yeah. campaign. You know, come to Newcastle for a quickie visitor experience. I but I, I thought it was... I thought, yeah, it is... Uh, council, I suppose they do see, and the community sees a lot of benefits. If we do have people coming here, uh, you know, it's jobs, mm. there's, you know, there's a whole lot to, as we know, who live here, there is a whole lot to see here. That, that ad does seem to aim to kind of like a... Newcastle is a getaway place, you know, like it's a whole lot of experiences uh, chopped down to a, a short amount of time. You know, people come here for weekends, long weekends, that, that kind of thing. And there are the people who do inject money town, you know, mm. a couple of nights in a motel, eating out, all, all of those, all of those times. Go to, a, you know, a couple of bars and things like that. No, good on, good on them, you yeah. know, but um, I, hope the, uh, I hope the marketers think about the quickie and of their experience of future campaign. Well,
1: yes, I, I think we might need to suggest that to Georgia over at Council, that uh, yeah, next time it's a quickie.
0: <laughs> and you can interpret that. <laughs> However you want.
1: want. <laughs> <laughs> um, we obviously, we had a uh, one of our first cruise ships, well, the first cruise ship back in after two years. Did you see it come in and out yesterday from uh, from your vantage point? Well, I didn't see it
0: come in, but I did see it. I was driving across the uh the Stockton Bridge yesterday and I, I glanced to the left, as I often did as I was coming from the Port Stevens direction. And I saw it in there and I oh, it kind of felt I felt good. I felt like uh, you know, the 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 ships are back. I, I don't know what the people did or anything. And then last night at around about just after five, maybe quarter past five, I was walking down uh wall street and i looked out and i heard it i heard the horn go and oh. there it was just passing at oh. the end of wall street it's a magnificent picture to to see that when you're walking down that vista with the the um, norfolk cones on either side of wall street and you're looking down through there and you're seeing oh. the ship going up plenty big ship that yeah. one she was huge. a big one wasn't
1: she yeah 294 oh. meters or something she was she's huge I-
0: and so high, high as, and so high as well. You know, it's kind of like floating high rise on the sea, and I suppose. We've got a lot
1: of high-rise in Newcastle on the land now as well. We do, we do, which uh, is a perfect segue into uh, some of the developers are wanting to go higher than the, uh, than the max limits that we have at the moment. This was always the concern, wasn't it, Paul, when we started to see it all go up, that we'd end up with a skyline, uh, you know, enormous and, and not what we wanted and, you know, the NIMBYs were out in force. But, look, it's here now and uh, what do you think? Do you have an issue with it going even higher? Look,
0: I, you know what? Down at Newcastle West, I actually don't. Mm. I think that I think that you know when the uh, when this uh, coalition uh, government was elected, and they signed off on a uh, a spot rezoning that overrode council's long-fought out plan, the development control plan, and local environment plan that limited heights up the East End to eight stories, and they came in and said we're going to bung it in at twenty-two. Um that you know, that that caused a uh you know, uh, mm. some blowback. Um in the end if it was a, a compromise reach where there was a you know, twelve stories or eleven stories plus plant on a couple of those new David Jones you know, like on the old David mm. Jones uh site. I still think eight would have been terrific there in, in as far as a view of the city goes. Um but uh, anyway, that's what that's what won, that's what won out. Mm. But down the other end of down the other end, like in Newcastle West, I mean, I don't really have a problem there with the you know, like we've got the the view of the cathedral, the view of the hill. That's something that's something to be that is something to be loved, I think, by by locals and visitors. Mm. Down at the west end, I'm not. I'm not seeing that same kind of vista being being spoiled, and I do know that there is a demand now for people in Newcastle down But they've, they've all sold pretty well off the, the plan. Incredibly, the
1: yeah, just amazing. And uh, dairy farmers, um, it's had its DA approved. Uh, you know, it's another big one that's going to go up. And uh, you're right; they're just they're selling off the plan, Paul. They're just uh, they they're being snapped up.
0: You think of how council love it, too. I mean, as far as, like, rate income goes, you've got all those people in that, like, on that, on that block of land, which once upon a time might have held, well, did hold far mm. fewer people. It's, you know, it's very good for rates income as opposed to expanding further and further out to, you know, I, I, I was going to uh, Sydney the other day and I was leaving... Around about 8.30 And the amount of traffic oh. That was coming that was coming Into, mm. in, into the city on those roads it, it continues to expand So if we can If we can go up And I also noticed That there was a comment uh, Accompanying uh, The argument about The, the high-rise in, in West End And that comment was Well, one of the things It does, it does free up housing stock If you yeah. got, if you got mum, mum and dad Sitting in a full bedroom house In Charlestown you know and they go, okay, we want to downsize now. Well, that's good for them, but it's also good for the um, uh, people to who you know who want to buy houses who want to buy housing stuff, you know younger families, people who need that kind of that kind of space. Mm-hmm. And I also think that for a long time there was a reluctance from you Nova know, Castrian's about apartments, we we were always kind of people who liked um you know. Big youths, big house, big walk <laughs> of land, big big, big four-wheel drives. Yeah, represents freedom, <laughs> personal choice, you know. But I think that you get to a point where you go, you know what, if I never have to mow again, if I never have to get up on and fix a roof again, yep. if, you know, if, I can, if I can live in a, a space that I can walk to many of the places that I, that I want to go to, um, if I have access to um, bars where I can have more than one beer and, and walk home, Um, You know, those kind of things I I think we've embraced it And I think it's being done pretty well I'll I'll always feel a a little bit funny about Honeysuckle And the total blocking off of the harbour down through that canyon
1: I must admit, I'm feeling like like that now too As I drive down there I'm starting to feel like, well, what's the bloody difference Between what we had and now, what we've got? Yeah I mean, it looks a hell of a lot better But, wow (laughs) It's, Yeah. yeah
0: There wasn't much gas there, so, but where where these new ones are being proposed and being built and, you know, I think with, well I'd like to think, is it naive to think with more people? In a small concentrated area, there's possibility to be more services, more things to do, more choices, more options, or will it just be more people and bigger queues?
1: No. I Look, I'm with you. I'm hoping that it means more. I mean, there's the big one that I'm really looking forward to seeing is uh, One National Park Street, which is the big. Uh, that's going to be the big 22-story um, building, and that that will be something impressive. That I'm really looking forward to seeing seeing get up.
0: Well, what about the one at the store? Isn't that going to be ninety metres yep. plus?
1: Yep, that's a big I mean, building.
0: Fella. It. I've had a look at the pamphlets, and they look like um, uh, you know, it kind of looks like a resort-style mm-hmm. resort living. You know, pools, palm trees, gym. A lot of these places have that. The gym, the pool, and I mean, you pay for that in your stratosphere, Of course, but, you do. Mm. You know, it's the convenience of having that kind of. That kind of thing. I mean, strata living's not for everybody. I know people have tried it and they go, holy my, I can't stand the bureaucracy of dealing with the strata. But, of course, strata has to have uh, rules because, you know, you've got a tight bunch of people, uh, you know, living together in uh, a smaller proximity. Like, you you live in the suburbs, you live in your house, that's your house. You can do what you want. You want to change the windows? You know, you want to put in a uh, uh, a faux... uh, Italian decorative roof, <laughs> Go cool. for it. You can do it, but in the in strata living, you, there's there's more restrictions. You can't just decide to move the kitchen to the lounge room yeah. and things like that. You no, know, but you can't. I think? Would you would you move? Would
1: you move to an apartment? Absolutely, or? absolutely. Yeah. As uh, yeah, as Mia gets older and as uh, as obviously she uh, she moves away. Absolutely, I just yeah. As a as a single late forties you know person. Absolutely, I think it would be perfect. Now I do have a very uh, an interesting comment that's just come in, Paul. And as you know, you can't go anywhere in Newcastle. Um, apartment no. living is the best. Uh, saw Scotty last week after he had had eighteen beers and was struggling walking home. Is that true? Is that true, my friend?
0: I'm not. I'm not sure that it was eighteen, but I was. But I definitely, if I'd had that anywhere near that amount of beers. <laughs> I would have been walking, and I certainly would have been struggling. So I think there's some <laughs> truth in there somewhere.
1: Uh, I don't think you need to guess too hard to, to, uh, to, to wonder who, who that person was. Uh, nice to have you listening this morning, Eddie. Look, thank you so much for your time, as usual, Paul. Um, really appreciate it. Uh, love your, your thoughts on everything, and uh, love your honesty. That's, what, uh, that's why I love talking to you every Thursday morning. Cheers, Tracy. Stay safe, mate. See you next week. And don't have 18. Bye-bye. Go for 17, for God's sake, please. Bye. Well, Bye. <laughs> but, yeah. That is Paul Scott who joins us each and every Thursday with the pub test. You're with Tracy Mack on Newcastle Live. With decades of media experience, Tracy Mack brings you a smart, fast-paced morning of news and entertainment with special guests and major newsmakers for your morning fix. Join Tracy Mack for Newcastle in the morning. Weekdays from 9 only on Newcastle Live.